Well, Chloe, here we are. Hey, Ralph. Nice to talk with you. Yeah, happy Friday afternoon. Mm, It is happy. Except there are some sure idiots in the world, aren't there? (laughs) Yes, there are. (laughs) Like like the sort of people who post on Instagram saying fat people can't do Pilates because they lack proprioception in their bony landmarks. Mm. I mean, where do you so, where do you start with what's wrong with that? I mean, where do you start? I mean, when I saw that, to be honest, I I was I was two emojis at once, or maybe three. I was the emoji with the exploding head. I was the emoji with the face palm, and then I was also the emoji that's like got the red angry face and the the sweary thing across its mouth. Mm. That 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 was my visceral response um, to that was those three emotions. Well, yeah, uh, let's. I mean, mine was something kind of similar, but let's just back up a sec, maybe for the folks at home who haven't who don't know what the heck we're talking about. Mm-hmm. There was there was a post which Anula Myberg posted, and and uh, Adam uh, McAtee also kind of made a response to it. So good on both of you guys for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a discussion, a thread, I'm not sure where it was. It was on social media somewhere, Facebook or Instagram or something that mm-hmm. was between two actual people talking about, oh, fat people shouldn't do Pilates because they can't feel it properly because they can't feel their bony landmarks, you know, their hip bones and their sit bones and whatever, because they're covered with fat. So they can't feel the mat presumably, and therefore can't do Pilates? Like, I mean, mm, my, so my, my, my brain is melting just trying to understand what the... So I've got, I've got the post in front of me and um, it seemed to be triggered by someone leading into it, a story about Romana uh, saying to a new client that walked in the door, you're too fat, come back when you lose weight. And then this, this Pilates teacher going on to say, well, there's a reason why she said that. But it doesn't mean we can't work with this person. And I'm like, what? And then it leads into the <laughs> the proprioception and the lack of being able to feel your bony landmarks. So step one, this is just body shaming, full stop. <sighs> like 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 appalling, appalling, disgusting body shaming and, and what, I mean, what or, would it be if we said oh black people can't do Pilates? You know, because that's no different. They can't feel because their black skin means they can't proprioceptive. Guys can't do Pilates. Yeah, because all that body hair. We can't proprioceptive. All that body hair. Oh, yeah. All that body hair getting in the way of the proprioception. Oh, yeah. Like it's really nuts, but it's 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 there's two things I see here. One is it's just nasty body shaming, and two. It's just really anatomically it's inaccurate. Like, it's wrong like, on so, every so level. Like if, if you're gonna bring in, if you're gonna bring in, you know, biomechanics or you know, physiology or etc. For one, you know, like if you're gonna bring in the word proprioception, and you're gonna link that into, well, you're not gonna proprioceptive. If you're not gonna have any yeah. proprioception have if you've sh- got padding on your bones. Um. So, Raph, do you want to explain? I think it's worthwhile explaining, you know, proprioception. Well, I mean, proprioception is your internal body 
positional sense that tells you where you are in space. So if you close your eyes and, you know, touch your finger onto your nose with your eyes closed, well, you can do that because you know where your finger is and where your nose is, even without looking, because you've got sensors inside your body that tell you, you know, where your joints are in in space when, you know, whether they're bent or straight or whatever. And and those proprioceptors, you know, they're nerve endings mm-hmm. that are everywhere. You've got them, the ligaments around your joints are very rich in proprioceptive uh, nerve endings, mm-hmm. um, the joint capsules. And so as you move your joints, the ligaments, you know, stretch and, and bend and whatever. And, and as the joint extends, you know, the ligaments stretch out a bit and the proprioceptors in your ligaments perceive, you know, they detect that lengthening of the ligament and they send a message to your brain going, your elbow is straightening or your knee is straightening or flexing or whatever. And and so that's, you know, that's the internal proprioception. But I think what they're talking about, and, and so that's got nothing to do with your bony landmarks and whether you've got fat on them or not. It's like bony landmarks are totally irrelevant to proprioception. But I think what the, the person on this post was talking about is not even proprioception. It's like they're so wrong they're they're not even talking about what they think they're talking about. I think what right. they were talking about was <laughs> feedback, you know, biofeedback from co- skin contact with the mat, right? Mm. Which is the hint there is it's skin contact with the mat. Where are your nerve endings? Like if someone was to touch <laughs> you, if you're sitting on the floor, how can you tell, and you closed your eyes, how could you tell that you were sitting on the floor? Well, you could feel it. Where would you feel it? In your nerve endings. Where are your nerve endings? In your skin. They're in your skin. Like if someone tickles you, do you feel that in your bones? No. You feel like, oh. it's like, it's just so many levels of complete lack of, just complete mm. ignorance of basic you know, physiology, human decency, Mm. like, Mm. you know, there are so many layers. It's like when someone, if somebody's got that mentality, like where the hell do you start to address it? Because it's like, you'd have to, you'd have to send them to a, like a three year education program before you could even have a conversation (laughs) with them. (laughs) I know it's really, I don't know. I'm just kind of dumbfounded anyone would a have a viewpoint like that and b <laughs> post it on yeah. on social media oh for my God. everyone everyone to see and it's just so nasty like yeah. it's just so like it's the opposite of what our job is yeah it and you know the, what it's the opposite of if, what our job is if you're is. out there and you, and and you're a fat person come do pilates with us because we love people who've got curves and we love people who've got fat on their bones and we love people who are skinny as well and we love people who are tall and short. You know, like, exactly. who cares? Who cares who what freaking shape you are? You know, who like... Who cares? Oh. Come, come and move, you know, <laughs> get to fall in love with the fun of Pilates and movement and just, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's just... Yeah, it's it's also it's it's elitist. It's, it's totally really elitist. elitist. Like it's it's that whole perception that you've got to be, you know, a skinny white dancer, you know, to be a, to to do Pilates, to be allowed, you know, it's, you know, and if it and if you're not, well, 
it's not Pilates. You're not doing Pilates. How dare it's, you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> it, it's 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 just body shaming, you know, pure and, and simple. And I agree with you that it's elitist. But I think, you know, the thing that really gets me is that it's it's shaming people. You know, it's putting people down. Like there are people out putting themselves out there, trying to make them, you know, improve themselves. They're exercising. They're try, you know, they're working. They're doing it, and then people put them down. Like fuck you. And and <laughs> absolutely fuck you. And here's the thing too, though, is that that is also a misconception that if you have padding. <laughs> You are, which is, you know, seeming to be sort of the word they're using or whatever. You, you, um, it means you're, you can't be fit or you can't be strong. What a, so there's also that, 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 that really grinds my gears. And it's just wrong. And it's wrong. It, 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 well, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely from an evidence based perspective, totally wrong. You can be overweight. And fit. Just you can go be look overweight at, and strong. Just you can go be, look at any heavyweight athlete in any sport, uh-huh. like sumo wrestlers, heavyweight uh-huh. boxers, you know, martial artists, like powerlifters. Uh-huh. Like, like go and look at the the guy who holds the world mm-hmm. record in the Olympic weightlifting, Lasha Tyler Hudson. He uh, has lifted. He he did a snatch of two hundred. Uh, I think it was 160 kilo. Anyway, I, can't, I think it was no 220 kilos. He snatched 220 kilos, so he lifted oh 220 kilos off the floor straight over his head. He didn't like rest it on his shoulders in the middle, like straight oh from God. the floor to overhead. 220 kilos. Like this man is inhumanly strong, and he's got such a massive pot belly. It hangs down over the edge of his trunks, and it's like, well, hello, the strongest human who's ever walked the planet. Wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Take that, you Pilates body shamers. Yeah. Oh, and my goodness. Go look him up on YouTube. You know what? I, w- I want to shift gears a little bit in, in our conversation because, um, you know, I, I don't want to just ruminate on how it's just fucked up this whole thing is and, get, you know, I won't be able to sleep tonight because I'll be too rolled up. But <laughs> I, I want to sort of uh, shift, shift lanes a little bit into uh-huh. something actually Cat Webb drew my attention to. Uh, it was last week, I think, I was chatting with her and she said that um, when people, like there are so many, I think this is something that's insidious in the Pilates industry and I think a lot of people do this without even realising it, people who are very well-intentioned and mean to be affirming and inclusive, Mm. but without realising it, they're actually sometimes not being, which is like when, when, you say stuff to people like make sure you're in neutral spine or, you know, you know, don't let your knees go over your toes or, you know, things that basically technique fear-based cues, like, you know, keep neutral spine because the implication is if you don't, you might hurt yourself, you know, don't let your knees go over your toes because the implication is if you don't, if you do let them go over your toes, I can't be held responsible for what might happen to you. Mm. And, and, you know, her, Cat Webb's point was that it, technique, you know, that's a, basically a form of technique shaming, which is uh, just a cousin to body shaming. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Um, uh, I see it with, it's, it's, an, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, interesting way to look at it. Cause I mean, my, you know, I'm so far from queuing 
anything like that ever. And I just, I, you know, I just see it as nocebo, you know, um, so breeding what, fear around around movement. So, so, you so know, what's, creating, a no, what's a nocebo? So creating an unintentional, well, you, you're creating a, a negative psychological effect for that person. Right. Um, so so you're basically ultimately making them feel shit about something they don't need to feel shit about right. and, you know, cre- building building fear within someone, which I see then could be looped into, well, it's the same with body shaming, isn't it? You're making someone feel shit about the amount of space they take up in the world and that they're not good. Yeah. So, yes, that's a really cool way to think about it. You know where I see that happen a lot? A lot in the Pilates world, more so with the whole, oh, don't hyperextend those elbows. Oh, soften Oh, soften those knees. Oh, soften those elbows. Soften those elbows, but make sure you're really strong in that plate. Oh, but soften those elbows. Oh, but be strong. Oh, no, but oh, 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 oh. like it's like, what are you asking me to do? We've got this, yeah. <laughs> we've got this kind of schizophrenic uh, notion of, and apologies to any people with schizophrenia. Uh, I don't mean to cast aspersions on people with schizophrenia, but we've got this kind of like paradoxical. Mm. notion of 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 a lot of things in Pilates and hyper hyper mobility is one of them and there are these mm. there are these conf, you know opposite beliefs that we hold in our heads simultaneously um, mm. but before before we get onto that I just want to sort of go back briefly to this notion of nocebo mm. and just like uh, just to really spell it out that like you know most of you listening have probably heard of placebo you know which is where like when you take a fake, painkiller, you know, it's just a tablet made out of sugar or something, but you're told that it's a really powerful painkiller, well, it's probably actually going to help your pain quite a bit because you believe it's going to help your pain and so your body releases a whole bunch of uh, natural endorphins and opioids and actually your pain Mm. is helped. So placebo effect is a real effect and it happens in most treatments. Um, there's some component of placebo effect and it's well documented. It's been very extensively researched and documented. It's a very definitely a real thing. And so, you know, when you basically tell, when somebody, when you give someone like the the false belief that that the treatment's going to work, it's more likely to work. And a nocebo is the exact opposite. When you give someone the false belief that something's going to harm them, it may actually harm them. It's more likely to harm mm. them. So if you say to somebody, oh, don't let your knees go over your toes because you might damage your knee, well, that, you, they're more likely to have knee pain after doing that workout than if you didn't say that. And if you mm-hmm. say to somebody, make sure you keep neutral spine to keep yourself nice and safe, well, mm. that implies that there's danger. And if they go out of neutral spine, they will be more likely to perceive danger, which will mm. increase the threat level in their you know, lizard brain, which will in, enhance the chance that they'll experience pain in that position so it's it's the mm. literally the opposite of a placebo and it literally can cause harm like there's good research evidence mm. that when you know when people like there's this one experiment where they people were given electric shocks and you know who'd volunteers for these experiments you're like oh uh, <laughs> that's a really good question but, <laughs> not me you know everybody gets given an exact same electric shock or the same number of volts for the same number of seconds and all of that kind of stuff but half the people everyone got told a word and then they got given an electric shot and half of the people got told just a random neutral word like clouds or you know blossom or something like that and the other half of the people got told a pain word like excruciating you know burning 
agony. Mm. And and then they got asked, you know, then they got the shock and they got asked to rate on a scale of one to 10 how painful it was. And, and the people who got the pain, you know, associated word rated it as more painful. And there's just like, there's heaps of that kind of experiment, you know, that we could dredge out of the research literature that just, you know, mm. very, very clearly show that the words that we use significantly affect people's well-being, you know, one way or the other. So, yeah, so uh, sorry for that little digression, but... Um, no, that was great and way better <laughs> descriptions than mine. <laughs> very thorough, that's but, yeah, awesome. So, so this notion of, um, yeah, all right, so, so this notion of, you know, basically giving people mixed messages about different... Um, you know, like sort of polar opposite things that they should be doing that are kind of paradoxical, like, you know, stabilize and mobilize. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. you know, don't hyperextend yeah. your elbow, but keep it soft, but strong. Um, yeah. And yeah. So what does that even mean anyway? Yeah. What does it, what does it mean? And, and I always, and I say this to my students too, if you're going to tell your clients to, you know, do that little soft micro bend in their knees, what do you think they're going to, like, like is, are you expecting them to do that when they walk around in life? Like, are you wanting them to, like, walk around with a constant little, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, what are you trying to, like, what do you think, what change do you think you're going to elicit in that one hour per week that they have with you yeah. that's going to affect them long-term biomechanically? Like, like put you, put your critical thinking caps on and think, yeah. you know, like what it's the same. I feel very much. It's the same about posture shaming. Like that grinds my gears mm. big time. Um, and it's still unfortunately prevalent in, um, the Pilates industry. And I still see it in the curriculums of many, 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 not ours, many <laughs> Pilates teacher trainer courses is postural analysis. Yeah. And this sense that again, that, 60 minutes a week that that person spends with me. Oh yeah. I'm going to absolutely change their inherent postural anatomical makeup. Like what? Right. And and I think, you know what and you said. And why? Like why? It's not correl- like what is, why? Yeah. Anyway, well, that's exactly sorry. right. I, yeah. I could rave about that for a long time, Ralph. Yeah. And I'd, <laughs> I'd love to do a whole rave about posture with you. Um, I would love to. Uh, but I, I just want to, I just want to sort of, uh, talk about you know this one last idea um because i have to go and put the shopping away in a minute um <laughs> but that was something that you touched on their critical thinking and i think this yeah. is a whole conversation in itself but i would like to just you know yeah. unpack it just a little bit which is that i think you know that the root of the problem i agree with you is that people basically and this is no discredit to the people you know that we're talking about because this is this is a i think a universal problem just about and I had it and, you know, you were there as well. You know, we can both stick our hand up and go, yep, we were doing posture analysis. We were, you know, so. so well, We know, had the plumb line out, right? We, yeah, all of that. You know, I have taught, you know, hundreds of people how to do posture analysis. So, um, you know, let what is that, what is that saying about the, the stick in, before you point out the, 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 the twig in your neighbor's eye, you know. Um, Put your hand up. Yeah, get the log out of your own eye first. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, awesome. Um, uh, so, but like the idea of critical thinking, so which is like basically just not unquestioningly accepting what you're told <laughs> because mm. that was what you were told, but just mm. thinking about it logic, you know, from a logical, uh, you know, skeptical, which doesn't mean 
cynical, but it just means like, uh, you know, accepting things or not based on the level of credible evidence that is presented, you know, and, and how, how logically plausible they are. So if we think about the idea of like softening your knees, right? Well, number one, what the hell does that even mean? You know, and I, I have the sense that most people, that's a cue they just yell out because they heard some other Pilates instructor say at one time and it sounded cool. So mm. now they just say it without really knowing what the hell they're talking about, but they think that's something you should say when you mm. teach Pilates. And no discredit to people saying it, right? If you're out there yelling that out to your clients because that was yelled at you when you were, you know, a client or a trainee instructor, like I'm not having a go at, at people for doing that. But I think that like there's a, you know, a lot of people feel a sense that they're fakes or frauds and someone's going to catch them out one time. And so they mm. try and act like a real Pilates instructor, right? So they, 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 you know, they, they use, they watch Pilates anytime or they go to their favorite class. They, you know, they, and they then repeat the cues that they heard in that quote, real unquote Pilates class. And mm. without, without questioning or knowing why, um, and when you think about it, like you said, soften your knees. Like, well, why why do we lock our knees? You know, when you stand up, you lock your knees. Why do you lock your knees? Because if you soften your knees, it's really freaking hard work to stand up. You know, like we lock, mm -hmm. our knees lock because it saves us calories. We don't have to use our muscles. We don't have to do a wall sit, you know, all day when we're standing up. You just lock your knees out, bam, the skeletal system takes the load clever strategy to reduce the number of calories you have to burn, which in the ancestral environment means you don't have to go out hunting for yams and mastodons as much, which means you're more likely to survive if there's a famine, you know, it's like, great yeah. survival strategy. So why would you want to soften your knees? Like, mm -hmm. like what the, you know, are you going around to horses who are sleep standing up and saying, soften your knees, soften your knees, you know, it's like. It's just it's really nonsensical. Unusual. It makes yeah. no sense, you know. And and if people stop to think about it, they would realise, like, why don't you just, mm. if you're listening to this, stand up, soften your knees. See how mm. long you like standing like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. And I'm kind of a bit exhausted by it, if that makes sense. That it's, I mean, it, that it's still a thing. That it's still a thing, you well, know. That and it's and and you know all of this. It's like I can't believe it. Like shaming someone's body. How is that still a thing? <sighs> how was that ever a thing? But how on earth is it still a thing? Like right. And and I think it's the same. Like like you say with hypermobility, because people say to me very often. They they like confess I have hypermobility. It's like saying yeah. I have chlamydia. You know, like. <laughs> You know, it's it's this sort of, you know, dirty kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I've got hypermobility. It's like, well, tell that to the elite gymnasts and dancers of the world yeah. <laughs> who are hypermobile and, and try being an elite gymnast or dancer who's not hypermobile, you know, not possible. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not something you, it's not a curse, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's a part of normal human spectrum of flexibility. Some of us are more stiff and some of us are more mobile, like. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. we've pathologized it. We've pathologized it because that's, that's, you know, well, what does it make you, what does pathologizing something make you do? Well, it gives you, I guess that, you know, it gives someone a superiority over someone else, potentially, mm. you know, like, you know, it, it's um, collateral. 
it's um, you know there's all the it, there's all those things attached to it, isn't it? And it's like, and and I think um, sadly that's why these things do take a lot of time, and that and ignorance, because um, I think that loops into it too. Um, and I think you know if we go back to the beginning of of this chat, that that post. Um, you know that those those Pilates teachers made is incredibly ignorant. Like it's just on so many levels and shameful. And it's ignorant. It's shameful. It's it's abhorrent. And I tell you what, props to Anula for yeah. calling them on it. Like good on we you, love Anula. you, Anula. We love you, Anula. We love you, Anula. Big fans. Yeah. Big fans. Big fans. Fist bump. Um. Yeah. We love you. Um. So yeah. And I think you know what this the calling out needs to happen. Yeah, more. and I think you know. Thank you also to Adam, and you know, big yeah. you know, props out to Adam for for Adam standing up and uh, you know, and 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 rebutting this, you know, in in such a great way. Uh, and yeah. I I hundred percent agree with you, Chloe, uh, and with you and Nola and you, Adam, that. You, those of us who disagree, and I think it's actually the majority need to stand up when shit like this gets said and just say, uh-uh, I'm sorry, that is just wrong yeah. on so many levels. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so because I think there are a lot of people out there, like I said, who are, you know, have the best intentions in the world and really want to be the best they can be and want to help people and are in this for all the right reasons, you know, and on the inside they feel like a bit of a fake and they're just waiting for the world to catch them out. And so they just yell yeah. out the cues and the things that they've been told in, you know, thinking like, well, that's what everyone else is saying. So I guess mm. that must be the right thing to say. Don't really understand why I should soften my knees or why you shouldn't hyperextend your elbow. But, you know, that's what everyone says. So that's what I'm going to say because I want to be like everyone else. And and that's a natural mm. thing. We all want to we all want to fit in. You know, we all want to, like when I first started teaching Pilates, I thought I had to wear Lululemon and, you know, have a certain... I thought and, you had to wear Adidas tracks. No, that was that was no, no, no. That that <laughs> came after the Lululemon face. Oh, Adidas, Adidas yeah. After the that was that was my oh. violent like rebound from Lululemon. Oh, yeah. okay. That was that was my favorite rough phase. That was a great phase. The Adidas. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll post a photo somewhere for you. All. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so, so in conclusion. People can do Pilates if they've if they've got a body of any size or shape, uh, in any colour, any gender, any combination of genders. Like, just who gives a fuck what size you are, or like doesn't matter. Just and and oh. didn't didn't wasn't it JP himself Joseph who said everyone everyone, everyone. in the world should yeah. be doing my everyone. exercises. Everyone, they'd be, they'd be happier. The world would be happier. So, yeah. like, what are you? What are you doing? You know, shame. Like, it's just, it's all just so weird. It's so back to so front weird. and ask backwards. Like, so go back and read Caged Lion. You know, yeah. go and read Caged Lion. Learn a little bit about Joseph's philosophy. Stop mm. being poisoned by the like classical hate speech, mm. Ramana. Like everybody mm. has to be perfect, stick thin ballet person and do it exactly the way I say. Otherwise, you're mm. all wrong and going to burn in hell forever. Like. Like, yep. stop listening to that bullshit. It's yep. it's free world. You can do Pilates however the hell you want. You can be whatever size you want. 
you know. You just, absolutely can. If, if, you you, absolutely if you're can. doing it and you think it's Pilates, it is. You know. That's right. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about your bony landmarks and oh, bony landmarks. It's more comfortable when you have, I don't know, but I'm a bit more comfortable with a bit more padding when I'm doing Pilates, to be honest. Yeah. I really want my bony landmarks banging into oh. stuff. Well, <laughs> the, the irony is, of course, Romana added all that padding to Joseph's Pilates apparatus. Like she's the one who created those special padded mats and things. It's like it's all ass backwards. And anyway, Joseph never talked about bony landmarks, you know, like read his book, Return to Life, you know, Mm -hmm. not one bony landmark, not one name of a muscle. He doesn't talk Mm -hmm. anatomy. He talks about Mm -hmm. the whole freaking body, whole body, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. bony landmarks, no bony landmarks. And um, I loved how John Steele, you know, said how Joseph was always really positive about what you were doing. Like, you know, talk about knowing some some motor learning there. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. So the the shaming the shaming needs to die out. Mm. It's it's a dinosaur that needs to to die out. Yeah. And and you know, I, I severely doubt that the people who wrote that post would ever, you know, listen to this. So, you know, probably just throwing this into the wind. But, you know, if you are the person who wrote that post, you know, I think that was an abhorrent and stupid thing to write. But I don't think you're an abhorrent and stupid person. And if you were to change your mind, I would give you a big high five and a big hug, metaphorically, because we're in Melbourne and we're locked down, so we can't hug anyone. But, you know, like... I, I think everybody deserves a steep learning curve, and I know you agree with that, Chloe. Yeah, I do. I feel passionately yeah. about that, yeah. And so we're not ag- – yeah. yeah, I just think we should end by saying, like, we're not against people. There's no one that we're against, but we're against certain fucking stupid ideas. <laughs> I think I'm going to enjoy these weekly chats, Raph. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. we are definitely against stupid fucking ideas. Yeah. Let's empower people, for God's sake. Get people moving. Do your job. Yeah. Do your job. And what what is our job, Chloe? Do your job. What is our job? Well, our job is to empower fearless movement. That's yeah. our job, you know? And everyone is welcome and entitled to that. Mm. And it ain't got a thing to do with an aesthetic. Full, mm. full stop. I, I am vehemently passionate about that. Or, or bony landmarks. Or bony landmarks. We couldn't give a fuck about your money landmarks. We could not. There will be, we absolutely, absolutely could not give a fuck about your money landmarks. Not once will we ever (laughs) mention or look at your money landmarks. We don't care about them. We cannot. No. Like, we're so. We want you to have some fun moving. We're so uninterested in them. They're just the most boring topic. (laughs) They are. But this was a great topic. Yeah. I look forward to our next chat. Thanks so so much, Chloe. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Raf. Always great to chat to you. Yeah, likewise. See ya. Talk to you soon. Bye. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, 
confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.